Hello, everybody. I would say, how are you? But you can't tell me. But、um, I hope all is well. And I'm just very thankful that you're listening. We are listening to Thursday, the album Full Collapse. Thursday, album Full Collapse. It's a good one. So, I have six things written down to talk about. We'll see what actually happens. But, uh,. I went and met up with some friends of mine this morning to talk about some、uh, business stuff. And we were sitting outside. It felt awesome. And we were just hanging out. And this guy、uh, that I've met there once before ended up sitting down with us just to talk. So we all just started hanging out and talking for a meeting for a minute. Sorry, Haley just texted me and said that she had a meeting. And it made me say meeting, I think. I was kind of zoning out already on the story. So that was probably part of it. But, anyways, let me speed this up. So, we're sitting outside. There's a guy there that I know, and it's a group of people, you know, like four of us. And、uh, this older gentleman, like I would say his 70s, comes walking out. And、uh, he's got on like a military hat. And、uh, no, it wasn't a military hat, it was a Harley Davidson hat. That's what it was. But it looked old. So, the guy that I've met there once before, Says to the older gentleman, We've just been having a conversation talking about religion and technology and science and faith and how they can all coexist together or how they all are starting to. And、uh, the older gentleman looked at us and just kind of nodded his head and goes, You boys are getting into some deep shit this morning. <laughs> It was so funny. It was such a good answer. Uh, or response, I guess not answer, but it was such a good response. He, he nailed it with that. It made me laugh real good. Like I cackled. I have a cackle that comes out when I listen to stand up comedy or something, just really,、uh, really hits that spot. I did that laugh. But yeah, so,、um, so I, you know,、uh, if you remember, I was talking about how I've been trying to、uh, talk in that dog voice to Sarah, my dog. Her name is Sarah Jessica Barker,、um, and she's beautiful and I love her. But. I've been trying to talk to her with that more pet voice, you know, the one that your voice goes all, it's like the way they talk to babies. And I've been doing that to try to get her to respond to me better because I felt like she didn't, we weren't connecting when、uh, we were trying to communicate. And it's been working for sure. It's absolutely been working, but I've started talking to her a lot more. And so I've now started projecting personality onto her. And she's a little sarcastic bee, man. I didn't realize it. Isn't that interesting how you can like start to talk to your pet and you start to create this personality for it? But it seems real. Like, obviously, you don't know what he's saying. Like, I had a cat named Snuggles growing up, and his personality was unbelievable. The, the way he looked at you, my mom would always say it's a malacara, which is、uh, Spanish for like glare or ugly face. Or like, you, you. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, he looked like he was just cussing you out 80% of the time. But then he could be really loving, but it was always on his time. And then you had this like really deep connection with him too, where you like looked at him and he looked at you. And it was just like, you saw, you know, in Avatar, that little dragon that they, they take their ponytail and they plug it into the dragon's ponytail and then they become like one. He did that through, through his eyes and it was awesome.、He's、such a cool cat. He lived to be 18 freaking. Let me tell you about this cat. We called him the Godfather.、Uh, so I always had a theory that he was in a,、uh, like some underground cat gang. So he was an outdoor cat, by the way, and lived 18 years. 
Also, like when he, we first got him and he was a baby, I don't even know if he was a year yet, uh, he got ran over. Well, hold on. This part didn't happen when we owned him. The rest of the stories, yeah, they did, but he was in an outdoor castle. It wasn't totally our fault. But this is how we ended up finding him was we, uh, he had got ran over and fell into a gutter. Oh my God, wait till, I never even thought about this as a kid. Listen to this. So it's good. Remember this gutter part. It's coming back later. Oh my God, what a badass. All right, just get ready. So um, he gets run over, he falls into a gutter and he's laying in there with what ended up being like eight broken things. And uh, he wasn't ours, but me and my sister like found him or something. It's all a little hazy. I have like a memory of seeing him in there, but then I also don't know if I just heard the story enough that I was, I put myself there. Like I remember seeing beauty and the beast in theaters and apparently I was still in my mom's stomach, but I swear to God, I remember being in there in theaters. Um, so then it makes you wonder if when I saw it as a baby, I was classically conditioned to the sounds that I was hearing and my brain was putting to picture the sounds that it had heard before. Then I continued to see the movie as I grew older, only keeping that conditioning. And so therefore I almost, can I remember watching beauty and the beast in my mom's stomach? Someone way smarter than me is probably so annoyed at that, uh, that little trail I just took, but there's something to it. Maybe, I don't know. That can be a discussion, uh, that I have with someone. So I'll need to remember that. I should probably write that down. I'll just, I'll use this thing as a reminder. I got to be honest, guys. I don't even know where I was. Uh, let's see. Let me look at my notes. Hopefully I was going off of there. Um, oh yeah. Talking to the pets. So I was, uh, Sarah projecting onto the animals, building up a personality. Yeah. Snuggles. Oh, I made it. Okay. So my cat's name was Snuggles, by the way. And, uh, he, so we find him in the gutter. He's broken. I'm so sorry that these take so long. Let me, uh, how to speed it up. So we end up keeping the cat, all right? And he has no tail now. And the doctor says if he doesn't poop in three days, then they're going to have to put him down. And my dad doesn't tell me and my sister this. And they're just hoping. And, and sure enough, on the third day, there was some poop somewhere, hopefully his litter box. And everyone celebrated like, yay. And uh, so we kept him. 18 years later, he dies. The doctor said it was because his heart was stopping. He was that old that he was like, all right, see ya. And you know what's really sweet? The night before, so the morning that we put him down, the night before that, he was lying on my mom's bed and I was saying goodnight to my mom and dad and I, I looked at him and I looked at him right in the eyes and I just like said something and he was looking at me with that little like kind of squint where they're like, love you. And I don't know, I just always think back to that moment because... Oh, this is going to get way sad. So I'm going to go back to how, what, a, what a cool cat he was. So anyways, he, uh, I watched him one time. He was standing outside looking up at a tree and uh, this bird was flying down and kind of attacking him. It probably apparently had babies up there or eggs or whatever. And uh, it was flying down and like saying, get away and like kind of like dive bombing my cat. And I watched him stare at it and wait. And sure enough, it flew down and he caught it in his hands and slammed it to the ground. And I was just like, are you kidding me? So that's one thing about him. The other thing is uh, in McKinney, when we moved to McKinney, because he lived with us in Pflugerville and then in McKinney. Um, 
And so I'm really trying to get the ums out of here, but I'm struggling with the story. If you guys knew what I was listening to right now, you would understand. I'm trying to talk over all this, and uh, I can do it, you know? So my cat, uh, he roamed the gutters in McKinney, like the whole neighborhood. He knew the whole gutter system. He could pop in and out one of them, pop in and out of the other. And I had this theory that he was actually the mob boss of some underground cat gang. Uh, because he, he was a white cat and he would have this black smudge going up his forehead, like this line. It was like, like some symbol and we would clean it off. And every night he'd come home with it on his head and it was probably just him rubbing his head on things, but he was such a thug. He, he, uh, got in a fight with something one time and like his ear was, his ear was hanging off and we had to get it stitched on. Then here's the crazy stuff. I haven't even told you the craziest part yet. He got diabetes somehow, uh, cat diabetes and he was real sick. And, uh, we were having to give him insulin and all this stuff. And we, we, we took care of him. We wanted him to survive and he healed of diabetes. He literally, after we did that for a while, my mom, he was getting sick. He got real well for a while. And then he started getting sick again. My mom took him back to the vet and it was apparently the insulin and all that stuff was making him sick. They took him off of the diabetes medicine and he got healthier. Yeah. So this guy was a boss, man. Such a cool cat. But isn't that interesting that the whole thing started with him getting hurt and going into a gutter. Then he ended up running those things. He went back to that place and he said, I'm going to make you my be, you know what I mean? I'm trying not to say that word on this podcast because, uh, you know, people get offended or uh, I don't want whatever ladies end up listening to this to think that, uh, I just throw that word around, you know, you know, I don't want to be that guy. It's a funny word though. Um, let's see what else can we talk about? So, um, I've, I was, uh, wanting to talk to y'all about CRISPR. Have you ever heard of CRISPR? So CRISPR is a gene editing tool, genome editing tool. I don't know the difference between gene and genome. So with that being said, get ready because here we go. So CRISPR stands for Clustered Regularly Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats, which are, you know, you know those things, which are the hallmark of a bacterial defense system that forms the basis for CRISPR case nine genome editing technology. Do you get all that? So I'm going to save you the rest of all of that and uh, just tell you to broadinstitute.org slash what is CRISPR or something? Just go to broadinstitute.com. They've got a search thingy. Type in questions and answers about CRISPR. So anyways, that's where all this is coming from. Just other, there's Ted talks on it too. You can, you know how to do it. Just go learn. All right. So, but I wanted to talk about it because basically what they're doing is they have learned how to basically send in DNA to replace the bad DNA. And so the bad DNA would be like defects and they call the defects being what was uh, causing like terminal illnesses and things like that, diseases. It's, it's because of a malfunction in the DNA or something like that. And so they know how to replace it now or they're learning how and they're working on it and they're getting better with this technology and they've already made it work in different ways. They freaking within, uh, within like three lifespans of a snake, they, they bred a snake with an emoji smile on its back. And by three lifespans, I mean like, 
you know, like there was eggs, and then it hatched, and then they did that two more times. That that would be the three lifespans that I'm referring to. What would you call that? Life cycles, lifespans. I don't freaking know. Did you know only 70% of the world's snakes even lay eggs? The rest give birth to live young. Oviparous or egg-laying snakes tend to live in warmer climates, which help incubate their eggs. Viviparous or live-birthing snakes tend to live in cooler regions, where the ground is too cold for the eggs to develop on their own. Crazy, right? Yeah, I knew that when I googled it just now and looked at it. So there's this TED Talk you gotta see where this lady talks about how they took some mosquitoes and they used CRISPR to change one mosquito's eyes red and then they left it in basically an aquarium for mosquitoes, wherever you would test, do all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? They left, they put two mosquitoes in there, turned one of them's eyes red. And then when they came back after mating season or however the hell mosquitoes do that, I mean, they obviously do it. But, like, do they have a season or just whenever they're feeling like it? Isn't that cool that humans don't have, like, mating season? Or is it bad? It's probably bad. It'd be better. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be way better if we had mating season. Um, so then everyone knew when to, like, like watch out, you know? It's like, <laughs> uh, if you got a, uh audition and you're an actress, it, oh, this is so bad. I'm not going to go there. But there would be times to know when you should not go see certain people, right? That would be beneficial, I think. Hold on one second. You guys got to hear this part. God, that's so cool, right? Man, I'm going to let this keep playing for just a minute. I love this band. I don't have favorite bands or a favorite band, but if I had to, um, I wouldn't pick one. But Thursday is definitely always on my mind when it comes to music that impact me and made it just changed everything, man. I was actually, how old was I? I was like 12 or 13, something like that. And one of my sister's old boyfriend's I'm, I'm smiling only because I don't know what she's going to think when she listens to me bringing this up. But it's not like there's any bad blood or anything. It's just she's married now and it's not this guy. So I feel a little bit weird talking about it, but who cares? So he was really into like Justin Timberlake and crazy poppy stuff. Uh, mostly pop stuff. I mean, he, he watched Laguna Beach with her all the freaking time. Yeah. Yeah. That, so anyways, uh, he's a great guy. I love him. Good basketball player. Strong. Male. Masculine. You know, but he, I mean, but he also had freaking Justin Timberlake and I don't know whatever was popular back then but somehow I think it was when this music video or the music video for Understanding in a Car Crash which was that song that when this started when it kicked in it was like you know that one the music video for that was playing on MTV all the freaking time about that time 2002 three. I don't even know. Somewhere and then. And he liked it. He got the CD. And as he listened to it, I guess he either didn't like it as much or was just doing a a kind deed. But what he did, he has no idea. Uh, He just, he was over at the house one time and he's like, hey, Johnny, here's the CD of this band that I got. I think you'll really like it. I think you should have it. And I was like, cool. And I put it in my little 
CD player, the little battery powered ones, you know, and put my headphones on and went to my room and started drawing. Because that's what I used to do when I was little. I would draw all the time. I didn't have a computer until college. So through high school and all that stuff, I mean, I would just, I, I didn't have my own computer in my room. So when I would go up to my bedroom at night to get ready to go to sleep and hang out and whatever, I would just draw pictures and listen to all different kinds of music. And sometimes I would put like, like behind the scenes. For some reason, I, there was like a year where I would put in the Lord of the Rings behind the scenes, like how they made the movie. And I wouldn't listen to it. It would just be on the little TV I had in my room, one of those little ones. And then I had my headphones on, and I would listen to this album, and I would just draw pictures and stuff. And that's how I'd hang out at night. And it was awesome. But when he gave me that CD, I went, what? When I listened to it, it was so good. It's still good. I mean, you hear it. You heard it. Anyways, I'll turn this down now. I'm sure it's a little bit annoying, but I like it. And I get to keep listening to it, so it doesn't matter to me. Anywho, so the mosquitoes. What they did was, is they took one mosquito, it was the female male, one of them, and made its eyes red, and then they kept it in the same area as another one, and then when they went back to check on them, every single mosquito in the little aquarium, I guess, had red eyes. So all the babies had red eyes, and somehow the mate ended up freaking having red eyes. So they're learning some crazy stuff, it's a little bit crazy scary, but what's interesting to me is, do you think this is the beginning of being able to pick what our children look like. Because I think so. I think it's definitely a possibility. And I think we're definitely self-centered enough to want to make our kids the way we want. So that means that it's possible in the future, you're going to be able to go, all right, I love football. What's the best build for wide receiver? And then you're just going to start dialing in. But but I love I know I have brown eyes but I love blue eyes and I want him to have blue eyes. We're gonna we're gonna make people the way we want them to. That's freaking creepy, right? Now that's not what I just said sounds crazy, but you go read some of this stuff and you'll realize they're starting to figure out how to do some of this. So I don't know. I, there'll probably have to be some kind of restrictions placed on it, or it'll be a money thing. That's probably what it'll be. It, it, yeah, there you go. Yeah, only the people that can afford to do it the way they want will be able to do it. And there's probably people out there that would assume the only people who could afford to do it are the people they want to be able to do it. So that's probably where this is headed. That's going to suck. That's going to be annoying. That's what Twitter will be full of in a little bit. Man, why do people have to be this whole team and hive mentality, you know? It's, uh, I'm on this side, you're on that side, and we separate into groups. And maybe it is like a, a like a tribal thing from however long ago we go back and there is some kind of thing like that. But we just, we all want to be on teams. Like, we worship sports. Uh, and I mean, I'm right there with you. I, I love baseball. I like watching football. Basketball's all right. Um, I like hockey. And I watched a soccer game the other day, or like a little bit of it, you know, the way everyone who doesn't love soccer watches it. And I enjoyed it. But yeah, I just, it's kind of exciting and scary to think about how we're going to be able to tweak humans. And I, I just, I see it going strange because look at what we're doing already. Like the, uh, you're seeing people blow their faces up and replace their body parts to make different shapes and make it do things they want to do. And that's cool. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But to me, it seems like we are at, for me, it seems like we are at the beginning of 
the Capitol in the Hunger Games. You remember that? You remember the Capitol? Everyone there looks so weird. That's where we're going. It's already starting to look like that, but I feel like we keep going. As time goes on, we're going to see it. There's going to be this separate group of people that look different than regular humans. Isn't that weird? I don't think I'm too far off on that. If it sounds crazy to you, that's fine. But it just it freaks me out. And, and it's exciting at the same time. It's interesting. It's interesting. There's a lot to, to talk about there. I think that's why I enjoy it. But yeah, I don't really... I don't really know what else to talk about. I've got like a couple things written down, but... You want to hear me talk about soulmates? Yeah, we'd love to know your opinion on soulmates. Thanks, guys. So here's the thing. There's several different ways to think about soulmates. There's, uh, there's the train of thought that everyone has one soulmate. There is one person that is their soulmate, which it's nice that people think that, and, and we, we're going to go down it. We can figure out how that could make sense. But it also, right off the bat, to me goes, the one perfect person for you out of all the people in the world just happened to be born at the same time as you. But hey, maybe that's why the I mean I don't think they realize it when they're saying soulmate, but the the power behind saying it implies that that's part of how amazing this is. And that's a cool thought. The other thought is that you just don't have one. You pick somebody and you keep working at it and you just decide that I want to hang out with you until I die and you have some great moments of being alive. And that's cool too. I get that one. Alternate timelines. Or portals. Which direction do you want to go? I'll go whichever one makes you think that this won't go on forever and you won't be bored of it. You know how if you if you chose to become a teacher, but you also always wanted to be a cook, you can look at those two scenarios and imagine what your life would, would be like. You're not going to be right. You know, but you can have the, okay, here's the one I'm living. And then what about that one? What's interesting to me to think about is, yeah, it's really easy. I think to make a comparison of you can make a bad decision, choose the wrong career and end up wasting a lot of time in your life and looking back and go, maybe I should have done the other one. Then you got to argue, was that on purpose? Blah, blah, blah. We're skipping all that. Uh, With people, it gets even more weird because then you start going, okay, this one only this this whole theory only works if you think that you got to be open to the idea that there's not just one person for you, you know. That that one's ridiculous because if you make a wrong decision and you marry the wrong person and that if you believe that, then you also messed up somebody else, you know? Like that's that one makes no sense. But I do think it's possible to find a soulmate a soulmate in regards to out of all of those different possibilities and timelines or portals or whatever you want to call them, multiverses, alternate realities, that where you were with different mates, partners, whatever, um, I do think that there is one that if you had to look at the whole story play out, you could go, I think that's the best one for me. I think that's what I will find the most joy in my life. The, the time that I get to spend here, I think that's how I'd want to do it. That's it. That's what it is. And the time that I get to spend on earth, how do I want to do it? That timeline with that mate, that's your soulmate. And it's just, 
you know what's interesting though is if if you get married to someone and and it's on a uh, like you're young and you're not thinking and and you work through some problems they could you know what it all you know what you get it I'm I'm not gonna beat it down you, this obviously can go all over the place but now you know my thoughts on soulmates aren't you so glad you asked <sighs> I'm sorry guys I think I'm just trying to kill some time because I'm trying to keep these around like 25 minutes and you're all like they don't need to be 25 minutes. I don't know why I did that accent. I'm actually terrible at accents. You know that? I don't think you did. But, like, impressions, I'm not very good at them. So, yeah. I'm going to let you go. Love you. Here in this collapsed lung of a burrow, there is no sunlight. The sunlight is manufactured in a windowless room. Dissing and incoherent, businessmen hang themselves. 